Alright lads, how's it going? Welcome to Absolutely Savage, myself, David Savage. And things have gotten a bit different on this podcast, I have to say. Um, when I started it, it was a bit different. I didn't plan on going down the route that I'd gone down, which is interviews and kind of a bit more serious kind of things. Like, we're still taking the mick, but... There's 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 kind of a few serious things we can discuss, like world issues, mental health, things like that. And this week something amazing happened. Um something that the whole world has been waiting for really. Um there's been a lot of historical events throughout history that have been recorded through entertainment mediums, like for example, you know, for the Brits, not for myself, I don't really care, but for the British, the the Queen's coronation was a big thing. Um, the moon landing was a big thing for a lot of people as well. And then for a lot of years, nothing happened at all, until now. And the thing that happened now is myself and Aaron McCarthy sat down and did a podcast. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we couldn't be in the same room, which I was kind of disappointed about because that was something I really wanted to do. But at the same time, we still got a great recording. The Zoom actually turned out well. And we actually got a great uh, interview done, so I'm delighted with that. And it was excellent to have Aaron. Jesus, we had some laugh, because like, it was a pure, honest kind of conversation between two buddies, you know. Um, we were taking the piss a lot, so a lot of it is just pure piss-taking. I left a lot of the, I, I left it raw, to be honest with you, because there was parts of it where there was a bit of dead air, there was parts of it where I made a mistake or, you know, did whatever, but... He's the kind of fella that's just so funny, you know, improvising and stuff like that. I just kind of decided to leave it there anyway, you know. So it's a fairly raw interview. But we talk about a lot of things. We talk about, you know, just the way people are with each other. Kind of, you know, the things that we find funny. Having to go off each other, the kind of the sense of humour around that. And I suppose his own struggles with mental health as well. Um, Talking about, you know, things he went through, which... You know, I, I didn't expect to go down that route, but we did, and I'm happy we did. And I hope it's helping somebody who else, you know, somebody else who's going through something as well. I hope you get some support from this. And it's a very difficult time, so look after each other. And we will get through this. We're in lockdown for another month, unfortunately. It's probably the longest intro to an interview I've ever done. Sorry about that. Anyway, lads, myself and Aaron McCarthy, here we are doing what we do best this is absolutely savage and thanks so much for your support and for listening thank you all right aaron what's the crack boy hello david you're sounding very professional (laughs) hello david well this is my first time on one of these kind of things like you know so i want to put the best foot forward it's strange that it's our first time doing something like this you'd expect you to be always doing shit like this you know yeah obviously no one will have me too controversial apparently so just for the listeners as well we'll just say that um if you see if it seems like the audio is jumping at all dave has cut out uh an offensive slur at some point <laughs> whether me or him saying it, so we tend to bring out the worst nature i'd say so like because my my thing so far with this is i've been fairly um you know clean enough really so this is yeah yeah this is going to be a weird experiment. Um, my family listens. <laughs> I know. We, we, um, yeah, look, this is my litmus test for this nose. My mother, hello, Eileen, is going to be probably listening to this. And if she shares it, I know that we haven't gone too far. 
if she doesn't, then we might need to reevaluate. <laughs> guarantee, guarantee Michael Walsh is going to share it straight away, boy. It's getting straight on Facebook as soon as this is up, boy. I have been informed by solicitors to say I don't know who that man is. I would not to mention him at any point in the, through the duration of this. But What's, hypothetically yeah. speaking, this man sounds quite an enigma and a great man to be around. Yeah, I know. I know in general, like, sure, I was talking to him last night and it was a great crack. Um, I think, lad, to be honest with you, we kind of have a bit of a funny take on fucking lockdown and everything. What's your thing about, like, do, do you think it's right that we're going on for till March or what? Like, or do you think we're, um, you know? Like, I my own personal experience is I'm relatively used to isolating anyway from just, <laughs> you know, spending the first four years of adult life being a complete waster just sitting in my room so I've already done <laughs> self-imposed lockdown and pandemic mode but um I don't know that I am um, I'm not really educated enough to do it to give an opinion that doesn't mean I won't give an opinion <laughs> <laughs> but I think look we'll get there at some point I think is that was that a very diluted answer now can I you're on about you were on there about like that's a great point is that I'm not educated on this, but I'm gonna give an opinion anyway. That's what's going on with all this fucking shit with vaccines, everything. <laughs> There's a lot of people there that I've just had to unfollow on Facebook and everything. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I can't yeah. stick I just can't cool. stick it. Like it's not that I'm it's not that I think you're not entitled to an opinion, but which are wrong is a te- oh, we used to have a teacher in school <laughs> yeah. that used to say that. He'd be like, I'm not I'm not um disagreeing with you know, but he was he used to speak a bit of Irish, like he used to speak kind of broken Irish, is the way I used to describe it, you know. He'd be like, uh, how are you doing, Akarja? How are you doing, uh, Bukali and whatever? But he used to say to us, uh, you know, if he disagreed with you on something, he used to be like, um, I'm not saying I'm not saying like I disagree with you know, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but you're wrong, Abukal. And that was the fucking you know, that was the thing, like. <laughs> Yeah, we just got called stupid and asked to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have the option of a debate or saying, look, you are entitled to an opinion. We were just saying, go on out there and do lines outside. Lean your head up against the wall. <laughs> I learned more out there, to be honest. <laughs> I learned more on the streets than I did in class, yeah. yeah it's, um, I didn't learn a lot in the streets either. I used to be thinking there sometimes, going back to, like, me and you didn't go to school that long ago. But compared to what, what it's like, no, it's a fucking different ball game. No, completely. Yeah, like, man. as in when I was going to primary school, especially half the gang that were there were from the generation when you were allowed bad kids and everything. So that's that was it. It was a step down for them to not be able to use a hand. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure, I remember. Like, it kind of shows how far we've come as a country. I remember in primary school, I wasn't even allowed to have long hair because of being a rock fan. <laughs> And they said, look, there's something there's something going on here. No, I think they're rebelling and I don't like it. <laughs> no, I mean, if you'd had the cheek to say that to a child, no, you'd, you'd have solicitors at the door and the school would be closed down. That's the thing, like, is that, and I suppose it's right in a way because kids can be themselves these days. Whereas, like, I was to say, like, if we tried anything different or anything, no, I never fucking did. Like, I had the same haircut all my life, you know? But, um, <laughs> but, like, if we ever tried anything different, it was a case of, like, Cut that no, like, do you know what I mean? Cut the shit no. The independent thought alarms after going off twice today already, like, you know. You want to express yourself creatively? <laughs> Not on my watch, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a funny one, like, but as you like, as you're saying, it can go, it can get to a point then where I'd say these days it's hard to even say anything to a child without them being like taking it very personally. Because I know that because my sister's a teacher, and you'd have to you have to be walking on eggshells nearly. 
um, from the point of even if they fail an exam or something and you have to say it to them, they nearly take it personally. Yeah. Like, you know, whereas like I would have been like, yeah, thanks. That's another one there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think like it, it's a strange one. I think we're the generation of the too much praise. Given, <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, I think they realize up the centuries, like, look, this isn't working. We have to try the other one. And I think they might have gone too far. No, I mean, we got to take account for our own actions as well. But I think, I got to fully admit, like, as to, up until the leaving sort, I thought the sun shined out of my ass. Like, because <laughs> everyone was telling me, Jesus, you could do anything you want. You'll always prosper. There's no fear, no harm will ever fall you. And uh, then I went into the real world and they were like, oh, yeah, you're just number 847, blah, blah, blah. I won't call out the actual PPS number for security <laughs> reasons. I know, we're lit- we literally have numbers and we phone numbers as well so they can read yeah, yeah. <laughs> More things to remember. <laughs> and that's actually dead right because, as you say, um, you are kind of talked up a bit in school, things like which is right. I mean, like you should always try and build someone up to be the best. But I think a lot of the time when people leave school, um, they have this idea of like you go into a job and it matters what you fucking think. It doesn't really <laughs> when you actually have a job. Me and yeah. you have worked in a few jobs now where we could say you're, you're there to get your fucking wage and, you know, get out like that's 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 your job, yeah. you know? Yeah, geez, I've um, I've had a few jobs now where things you know, if you had even a think question like this might work a bit better, they'll say, yeah, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> See, there's people here have been here since they left school. They're not going to change. I'm putting you but, on uh, report. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh man, I've had some pretty abysmal jobs, really. Like, and then when you add in, when you were, when, back being a drinking man at one point, yeah. going in there hungover and doing these places, you know, it's not, it's a fairly sobering experience to be cleaning up after a bicyclist's their lattes and stuff when they're bettering themselves and you look as sick as a bus. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I when I used to work in um in retail, for example, like I used to be especially if I met somebody who I went to college with or somebody I went to school with, if they came in, I used to be mortified seeing them, you know what I mean? Like I yeah, 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 yeah. even though they don't give a shit. Like when have you walked out into a business, saw someone you knew and thought, she's not doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, 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 Mr. Five Six Five points in the leaf and started working in retail. How <laughs> the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, like, because I don't know. I don't know if you were the same when you were in school, but when I was in school, we had this idea that Middleton College boys were like the. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Middleton College is a is a private school in Middleton, and um, I assumed anybody who went there became like a fucking doctor or something like that. But there was three or four of the boys working at me inside in Super Value, like you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I remember my first kind of realization of the Middleton College was um. You know, we were the all-boys school next to the all-girls school. And, you know, you're trying to compete then. Not to great success with trying to find women. And you detect your school as well, you know. But I always thought, you have your own women. You'll stay away. And then I heard about <laughs> the Middleton College. And I was more piranhas in the fucking tank. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was tough now to get my head around. It's like, what? Oh, it's just us, but money. Damn. <laughs> Same amount of charm. More money. Yeah, and that's that. That can sometimes just win. Not sometimes that wins an awful lot, actually. This this isn't an eighties no, movie. Yeah. No, no, no. But um, there, there. Do you know what? Two sexes. No matter. Let work away. You're gonna edit anything. Take a soft anyway. my. Uh, take a soft my tasty beverage. Coca Cola is great, isn't it? Coca Cola is brilliant. Um, so is an all major retailers as well. 
Yeah, but you used to work for Pepsi, like so. That's fucking. Uh, that's that's ah, well, that's yeah. betrayal. Ah <laughs> uh, no, I betrayed them far before this ever tried to get this plug to the free Coca Cola driver <laughs> dropped up to the door. No, you, this is usable, Dave. <laughs> you caught me fucking fierce good one night there. I was, oh, inside, I was inside in Tesco. You know what I'm going to say. I was inside in Tesco and you were wearing a Coca-Cola top and I went, Jesus, going against the competition, is it? Because you used to work for Pepsi. And you were like, you're inside in fucking Super Value or you're inside in Tesco working in Super Value. <laughs> yeah, you I'm going to be careful with that kind of things, you know. The man, a lot of power. Well, that's the thing is that the one thing that I would give, I'm only going to give you one thing because that's all, that's all you're allowed. But the one thing I'll give you (laughs) is that you're fucking quick. And I'd I'd love, I'd love to have that quickness. Like, you know, it's, um, it's why I'm still single. (laughs) 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 I can't blame a pandemic. If anything, it's just kind of give me a bit of a scapegoat. But that's um, that's true. The pandemic has been a bit of an excuse to not get things done or to not progress their life yeah, a bit. Yeah. And I think that suits a lot of people, you know. Like, for example, I used to be kind of getting down on myself if I didn't have something done by a certain time or if I was like, oh, I set out to do this, but now I have the excuse of, well, I can't go outside, so what am I supposed to fucking do? Yeah, no, I I'm just... I love doing nothing. <laughs> like, I, you know, so, like, if I'm getting told, you know... Because after spending so long of just being up in my room, just playing PlayStation as a young fella, and just getting takeaways every night, and to have two years of my mother saying, "Will you just leave the house and get a job?" <laughs> no, all of a sudden, just when I get myself kind of back into society, being told, "Get into the house. You're a hero. You're a hero. Take this money and don't leave the house." So it's great. I feel like um, I feel like you know, I've had a big good bit of training. Yeah, <laughs> I do, and what I do hope as well is on a more serious note is if for people because I say there's some people this is the first major thing they've gone through where you know it's out of their control. Yeah, and I'd like to think that they take what they've learned from this into the next time something happens because I definitely think going through kind of depression and stuff at times has helped me with this gloriously. Yeah, like, well, you know, well, that's the better. thing, and like there's a lot of people would develop, um you know a lot of anxiety around this around kind of not you know as you say it's completely out of your control and it it seems like it's been going on a lot longer than what people expected i expected it to be gone by the fucking summer last year so it's nearly summer again (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong so you did say summer you didn't say which one i didn't say which summer that could be five years time for god's sake I keep the cars close to the chest on that one now. <laughs> but like um for example, because I remember that when I first started noticing that there was an issue was when they got rid of football. That's when I knew there was a big problem. Before that, I didn't take it seriously at all. It was like that's in China, that's not our problem. That's gone. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, and it probably says a lot more about us. <laughs> but it was I have a similar thing. It was when Tom Hanks caught it. I said, All right, we're yeah. through the looking glass here now. There's something <laughs> is going to miss. <laughs> and uh i was no he thank god he turned out fine he kind of himself and the wife better than ever but that would have been a crippling blow and sure we had another loss yesterday speaking of which larry king larry king yeah so there's, larry a, king. there's a there's a hole in the market for a glasses wearing talk show host now dave whoa bye <laughs> i'm straight there um piers i don't know if you saw it there by but piers morgan um you know everyone's favorite fucking presenter yeah, he yeah, yeah. um did a he, he did a tribute on twitter <clears throat> Well, he was like R.I.P. Larry King, 
the last time I spoke to him, he called, he said, uh, what was it? Because I took his show for, on CNN. And the last thing he said to me was, it's like your mother-in-law driving your Bentley off a, off a cliff. <laughs> you know, He put that in his <laughs> last tweet, RIP Larry King. He had to have a last dig at him, didn't he, before he died? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if anything that he is known for, it's having a bit of decorum. He is quite the man. <laughs> I've never met him personally, but he does tend to be respectful of other people and their opinions. <laughs> and that's all we're going to say in the matter now. This, this show will be running on CNN tonight later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's um, it's it's funny, like, because, you know with people like him and all the rest, but you'll always have your reactionaries with people like that, or even like Ben Shapiro, guys like that. I actually, yeah, yeah. I find him very entertaining, whatnot, but there's people will stand by what he says as if it's Bible. Like sure. Most of what he's doing is just talking fast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I think that's actually, I don't know. Does he have any Irish in him, but that's like an old kind of technique, you know, I think, yeah. I found, you know, you be, you know, we we're kind of an intellectual in our own way. Yeah, a lot of yeah. us around here, you know, sometimes I think we just speak too fast is the problem. It's not, <laughs> as we've been told, the, the shit we talk. There's a great um, sketch that was on the Savage Eye years ago. <clears throat> I was, um, it was like, you know, one of those shows, like the front line with Pat Kenny. Do you remember Pat Kenny? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Um, I remember him very well. <laughs> it was like that. Um, but it was like a lot of government ministers sitting down. And, you know, some fell in the audience being like, you know, pure, like, oh, a hero for the little guy going like, we yeah, have yeah. so many homeless and this issue. What are you going to do about that? And all the audience clapping. And it's like the politician, you know, the commentator, like the politician can only talk in utter nonsense and riddles and hope that the man doesn't understand what he's saying. <laughs> he can't actually say what he wants to say which is this and your man just goes like listen here you you working class scumbag you don't know what it's like to do my job and you probably don't even fucking vote anyway so shut the fuck up <laughs> he Dave McSavage is uh, does it bother you that his name is so close to yours and that he's so talented yeah um, it's, 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 <laughs> sometimes it's big shoes to fill um, I'm trying to do it with this podcast but uh before I, I don't know it's, it's RT haven't picked it up yet like so yeah 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 we'll um well hopefully do well I might even see can I get my own out of this who do or is someone gonna contact me now if I do well to hear we want to um I think so like uh it's a bit like the Simpsons you know like um what was the show that what's gone away from you know what's the show they were Critic. No, the show oh, that they were... Tracy Allman Tracy, Tracy Allman I couldn't think of it this is like Tracy Allman I'm Tracy Allman you're the Simpsons <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mac lad, I'll just have to take the glasses off. And I'm, I look as close enough to my young him. <laughs> yeah, I have his nose and his and the glasses. That's about it, and his name. So yeah, no, but in all, all we need is the money. In all seriousness, Dave Max Savage is an absolute legend. It's a shame because you don't see him do much anymore. But like he used no, to be I'm, phenomenal. Uh, like just Instagram stories is where I'm seeing him now, and um, he's doing a great. Um, no wank January for world peace at the moment and for Platon. I just want to say publicly here now, best of luck. I hope it's going well. Do you know what? That's not all superheroes wear, wear capes, lad. Um, another one there, but like, I don't know where I'm going really, lad, with this. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling here. No fucking. <laughs> I suppose. Okay, could... you need bam, 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 bam. This is why I don't do live radio anymore, do you know? <laughs> Y'all, uh, look, this is all well. If we cut anything out, no, they're gonna think it was a racial slur, so you can, <laughs> we can't kind of disclaimer. 
if you want, I can record just some sounds and you can just throw them in saying like, if I was, if something offensive gets said and it'll cut is what I would say if I was a bigot. There you can <laughs> yeah. use that thereafter. Or else edit it in poorly, like, you know, something like, I have to go now, my planet needs me. <laughs> <Just gone. Yeah. laughs> um, I, sp- I was on to Gary Leahy there a few weeks ago. I don't know if you listened to that one there, but we were on I about the Simpsons. the Simpsons and how quotable the show actually is. Um, especially, you know, like, because it's, it's on Disney Plus and everything, this pandemic. Like, before that, I used to have to wait for two, for used to come on two at six o'clock there before the news. And that's where I used to watch it. But now I can literally access the whole lot of it. And when I be watching episodes more and more, I realize how fucking quotable it is. Like, I was watching the one yesterday there, Hurricane Niddy. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. It's <laughs> one of it's, the most fantastic bits of television. It's just what Reverend Lovejoy... There's a part where Reverend Lovejoy is talking to him inside in the rescue place. And Ned Flanders is like, help me, Reverend. I feel, I, I feel like Job. And he's like, come on, Ned, you're being melodramatic. And Job was right-handed, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just... The, I think it was just something I was seeing him actually snap. After, you know, this polite man, Mr. Religion. Yeah. And he just loses the plot because... He just for being too nice for too long. And one of the best lines in it is when he says everything he says to Mo and Lenny pops up and he says, well, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're bad. And Lenny goes, <laughs> yeah. I just got her two minutes ago. What's going on? <laughs> and he goes up to Homer. Homer, you are the worst human being I've ever met. Hey, I got off pretty late. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Would you like to um, walk to your, de- to your room or go kicking and screaming? Oh, kicking and screaming, please. <laughs> um. But like comedy these days, you wouldn't have a show as fucking like spot on as that. These like it's comedy these days has gone completely down the fucking drain from that point. I know it's kind of relevant to the time, but more of the jokes people are making these days is trying to make a mockery of like the way, you know, society's downfalls, which I do like in a way. But it's more of a thing of like, I miss stupid comedy, you know, just like like that. No, just pure stupid lines like to just throw away nearly like, you know, so simple. They're genius. That's what I mean. Like, whereas, you know, other like there's comedies these days. Most like my my like my girlfriend draws on ones there, and I'd be watching them, and most of them are just jokes about male privilege and all that kind of crack. Like, and it's grand, like, but I don't want to be told. I don't want to be told. I don't want to be told about my problems that I have. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's been well established, and I've been told many times that I have flaws that I don't work on. I don't need to hear a fellow on stage telling me that I have a meter. (laughs) <laughs> I'm well aware that I'm an imperfect human being do I want to change <laughs> fuck no <laughs> well this you see it's the thing of nobody's perfect so is there a point of even trying to be just stay broken <laughs> that's the thing Um, I don't know like sometimes I get very fucking like if your head's not in a good place social media is the worst place to go and I've realised that recently and it's not because, like, people have this thing of, like, oh, you're envious of seeing other people do well or whatever. No, because I know that's a lot of shite. What annoys me is how stupid people are. Yes, it's, um, it really can be taxing on the mental state. There's times, I think we all, it's, it's good practice to get to take a break from it, but there's times I'm going through, and it's just the amount that people take at face value. Yeah, yeah. Like, many times I put up things that are completely just for the sake of complete shock value say oh i'm after getting a job there over in oxford university 
And um, just basically, I'm writing out the plot of Goodwill Hunting on my Facebook <laughs> timeline. And people are wishing me, congratulations, Jesus, you finally have got yourself out of that rut. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, pure like that. I remember you put up a thing um, before a kind of a serious note post, and I just commented on it. Um, I said, uh, I was like, the, the speech itself was a pile of crap, but the free drink, very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, you made me look like a real dickhead there. <laughs> But like people see that right, like because my my girlfriend doesn't get that at all. Like, do you know if I'm ripping someone like that? But I'd rather someone rip me. Like, I think there's nothing funnier than if you do try to do something to try and be impressive, and someone just rips the fucking shit out of it. I abs- I think I think that's praise. Like, <laughs> absolutely no, and I I just would much rather someone be taking the piss and be lighthearted as well than kind of go and pulling out the kind. Of- the simply card the patronizing because there's many times where because i find that you know with the way comedy has gone now my jokes i find it's easier to just be self-deprecating yeah so you're not offending anyone you know because it's yourself and i'll say something like fairly bad about myself and it's to get the answer in is oh no don't be like that no I know, you know? and, and, and then you i feel uncomfortable yeah. i'm like all the required of you is to laugh so i get my validation i leave See, like, I kind of get if somebody's doing that, you know, like the self-deprecating, trying to, not playing for the sympathy, but playing for the laughs. And I kind of just go along with it. Whereas, like, other, as you say, a lot of people look at that and go, oh, no, no, you're not like that. You're you're not. You're lovely. And it's like, I'm not really. I fucking, you know, I... It's normal, from it was man. probably cold that day. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough, man. I find I'll put up something... It's a thing I learned in kind of uh, the old self-help groups that I would, would have been attending. And it's called deflection. Do you know, um, it's a bit of <laughs> when you're putting up something, like if I was posting something about myself, say, you know, something got to do with fitness or even a bit of music. And um, I will have to say a piss-taking thing, post with it. I yeah. can't post without it. And then people start to write the, ah, no, don't be selling yourself short which makes me feel more uncomfortable than if I had yeah. just said, look, I'm putting something out to the world there. Like, if you pull up a post, uh, like, you know, if you put up a cover of a song or something like that, and you say something like, have a self-dig, like, off, like, not bad for a failed musician or something like that, in my head, I look at that and say, yeah, I have to I have to tell him that he's a failed musician, obviously, like, he's not going anywhere. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, <laughs> I'm sitting here with you and I'm not talking to Larry King two weeks ago. <laughs> I'll never be talking to him. No, I've blown that. No, <laughs> say that's completely out the fucking window. No, yeah, I'm stuck with you now. Yeah, I'm not talking to bring back Pat Kenny again, Graham Norton. But um, I have you, and you're adequate. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm doing this. Do you know, at least you're honest. So it's a lot of people would come on this show and be like, "This is as good as Graham Norton or something." It's not really. I know it's not. <laughs> no, you're you're doing great. As you are, I'm only joking. I know. But, um, no, you're, well, you're not as good as Graham Norton now either. But. But no, in fairness, it's um, it's great to see. Do you know what I respect is that you had the initiative to just do it because, as a man who's just known for notions and telling people what my notions are before they transpire, and then having them in a few weeks come back to me after I've got another notion saying, "How did that yeah. go?" And I said, "I haven't a clue what you're talking about." Yeah. So it's it's very good to see you actually went for it. I know I'm going to piggyback off this. But like, the, but like, no, but like, how long have I been talking about doing this? I did radio for a few years, and like. I loved this, but I'd have kind of I had a bad experience really with it, and I kind of just went away from it then. 
and decided I wanted a normal life. But I, I kind of want, I, I didn't want to do anything kind of like what I'm doing now, arty kind of, you know, performance, that kind of stuff. But I actually just said to myself there a few months ago, I went, I have the fucking, I have the technology. We have the technology. We can rebuild them. Like, I just said, fuck it. I might as well have it. Like, I know it. Like, when I started, I didn't know what I was doing. But it's gotten to a stage now that I've gotten other people involved and it's a bit of a laugh and people enjoy it. And people are actually getting on to me being like, oh, I enjoyed this or whatever. And that's great to see. That means a lot to me, do you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, in fairness, it, and as I say, I do admire I, I do admire the initiative to go for it and to stick with it because you are doing well. And look, you are, you're well able for it. And um, I know what you mean. Like, you know, I've had a few curveballs. Like, as I say, back to the thing of being praised from growing up, <laughs> I was just assumed that... I'm going to be a famous musician. And that's that. I remember sitting in school, they're saying, here, you're you're not even writing anything down on the test. It's not that you're failing. You're just not writing anything down on the page. I said, I don't care. Like, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be a star. And there's, they um, look at me like they have two heads. There's a great bit that, um, that uh, Tommy Tiernan has about exams. Do you remember that one where he's like, I once got 4% in an exam. My father was there reading the school report and he said, like, you got 4%. Tommy, please tell me this is out of 10 for God's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. Well, you know, the best thing about those kind of ones is it's it's so true. Because I remember getting, like, just, a, I'd say not far off 4% in yeah. the science test. And the, the, the test came back and the father was reading through it and he said, why didn't you write anything down about PVC windows? I don't know what a PVC window is. A PVC window is just a normal window. That's PVC around the lining of it. All right. No, that, no. that is the most Irish dad reaction to anything as well. It's when you tell you what you know, like, you know, the PVC windows, that's, that's something else. Um, I remember I'd say the lowest I ever got in an exam. I think it was a maths exam I did where I got like 12% or something. And I just remember that I had the clue with maths. Like I'm, I was not it like it was like it was like I used to have to like I used to stay back with one of the teachers. So I remember when I was kind of leaving, sort of no, to be fair, I had a good maths teacher who you know actually cared about my score and stuff. To be fair to her, and she held you know she used to hold me back after class and be like, "All right, I'll explain it to you slowly." And I used to be there like, "I oh, yeah yeah, I think I get it." No, will you do it so? Oh for fuck's sake, I didn't expect any follow up questions. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the it's the kind of thing you know where someone says do you know do you know this and you feel like saying as long as there's no follow-up questions the answer is yes i do know so let's drop it <laughs> but, uh, yeah i mean i just I, it's, it's school it's not for everyone you know i do feel i know we're talking about school a bit now as well but i did love it there but oh, the i didn't learn like i think the only thing and i do think it stands is i learned a lot of people skills yeah and you know and just being with different groups of people that I did take into the adult life with me but I never I didn't even forget long division I never learned how to do it <laughs> I just couldn't get my, I remember in primary school I was like I don't know what to do here I could do normal division I couldn't do the long one and I I never could do joint writing because yeah. I think it's because of being left-handed I was, I was, I was the same with the uh, with the joint writing and stuff. Well, I actually I was assessed for dyspraxia when I was about seventeen. That's when I I realised that why that's why my handwriting was so bad and stuff like that. Um, for my co- coordination stuff, like that. I can't even coordinate speak properly. Um, so so dyspraxic. But like um, what I was saying in relation to how different school is these days. There's a fellow went to school with me for twelve years. Or yeah, what age were we? Seven, it's eight years. How long do you do primary school? Eight years, isn't it? 
Yeah. And we did eight years in school and it wasn't until he went into first year that he was assessed for dyslexia and he found out he was dyslexic. How does a child go for eight years of primary school without being fucking assessed for dyslexia? That's that's crazy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there was, um, there was a lot of people asleep at the wheel, I think, when we uh, <laughs> were coming through. A lot of us fall through the cracks. And I found <laughs> that any time that there was every group of class I went into, it always was the people who had no interest and then I'd say, well, the birds of a feather locked <laughs> together. I'm going to happy out here. I'll do nothing. <laughs> but um, so I can't even blame, actually, my secondary school for me. Because I just, I'm pretty, I'm sure the, the infrastructure was there for me to get a good education. But yeah. I didn't seize the opportunity. And it's only in this part of my life now that I'm thinking, would you not have just wrote down that thing about the PVC windows? And maybe <laughs> you'd, have, you'd be in college now. I know because I do get kind of like down about that sometimes where I'm like, oh, why didn't I actually study in school? But if I went back in time, no, I do the exact same fucking thing. I know I would like because I take the attitude of be grand. So I'll, so I'll, get, I'll get something anyway, like, you know, Yeah, I would. Even if I knew everything I knew now, I'd go back. I'd probably be worse if I went back knowing everything. I don't know. I'd probably I'd be pushed. I'd say I could have pushed that a bit further. Those antics. <laughs> So I'd probably end up in worse situation here. I'd probably be talking to you now through a Nokia 3310. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, like, you couldn't beat, as you say, there is skills you take from school and stuff like that. Um, You couldn't beat the crack you have with people as well. Like, you went to an all-boys school, so it must have been some messing. Like, we, we had to keep some bit of decorum because we ladies with us, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, um, it really at times was, a, like... There was teachers, you know, and actually I went up and apologized to a few of them as like, you know, from who we'd had since second year and into fifth, like fifth or sixth year, I apologized, you know, saying, you know, I'm sorry about the, the way we were behaving. They're not a collectively apologizing because for my own behavior. Yeah. And um, she told one of them, she was a lovely woman. Now she told us that she was considering stopping the profession <laughs> because it just, just the, the antics and just, I know, you yeah. know, <clears throat> And like, I remember being in school, like when I was in school, like I was in a very bold class as well. Like we were the class that just fucking, you know, messing and fucking shouting and roaring and quarantined away from the rest of the fucking school. Like, but I remember there was like, we used to have um, a teacher for science and the lads used to be at her so much to the point that she used to cry. And I used to feel fucking awful about that. Like, but if you said anything, then it's like, oh, it's only a laugh, lad. It's like, well, at the end of the day, this is probably her dream and we're there shitting all over it every single day. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know where I, it's kind of from the other side, like I have a few like family members who, you know, are going into professional teaching and uh, it was only after um, that, like one of of my female cousin started going and teaching in schools and it dawned on me then like, Oh no, like the the, the antics there, she's going to have to deal with that now as well. And it's, it kind of makes you know sometimes you need to be seeing things out of perspective to think all right that's not an appropriate way to conduct yourself no like because my sister is a teacher as i say and like i know her on a human level so you don't when you're when you're that age like you don't treat teachers like they're human beings at the end of the day they're just like here you trying to go and make a few bob and you have fellas there like trying to act stupid trying to be funny and some of the stuff that we used to think was very funny wasn't funny at all looking back like you know <laughs> no it's some things actually still kind of haunt me and, and keep me awake and like some of the there's how cringy the jokes are 
all like, life stuff. Things like I don't even think I could repeat them. <laughs> not even offensive, just so just it'd be dead air would actually suit better on this podcast <laughs> than just repeat some of those. We'd be better off in silence. I just remember the German teacher we had. I, you probably heard the story before. I'd say I probably told her you might have heard it on this or something. But we had a German teacher, and she was um, she was spelling attic for us in English. We kept making her spell attic, and she didn't realize what the fuck was going on. She was there, a t t i c, you know what I mean, over and over again. Yeah. And I don't know how she didn't realize that we were taking the fucking mick out of her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... And then you have the ones in that are very cute. They know the crack. Oh, yeah, 100%. That, uh, you'll never get anything over them. And sometimes in a good way. Like, there's some, but there's certain teachers who even res- out of respect you wouldn't mess with. I think that the ones you respected, you're more likely to not mess with than the ones you feared. Oh, <laughs> because stop. the ones you feared, you're kind of, because as I say, we did have an aura of untouchable to us when we were kind of one of the first generations of yeah. not getting hit. Like, so, yeah. As I say, we used to have a teacher that used to really get you personally because he was a fella that we all respected because he was such good crack and he was a nice guy. But he used to hit you hard if he was angry at you from the point of like, it was a case of, I'm just I'm just extremely disappointed, Lance Mordanting. And that was hard. That's hard hitting stuff there. Like, you're fucked if you get that. <laughs> I remember I was been in transition year and I like was really like each passing year the foot was getting taken off the gas pedal. With trying to work and to the point where you know I just and I was just hanging around with just messers and getting yeah. up to all sorts of antics and one of the teachers who had had me since first year came up to me <laughs> I just after getting suspended from school and he came up to me and said are you okay I said, oh, I'm just after getting suspended he said no like in general there's something going on <laughs> I said oh because he must have think this man is after taking a complete swan dive yeah he had so much promise and no I don't know what's ever happened. I said, oh, no, I, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, geez, if there's ever anything wrong, you know, feel free to tell me. Because, um, yeah, it's it's mad. You just didn't care. No, you know? didn't And you... because of the Celtic Tiger, I think, growing up, we always assumed there was money. It was <laughs> never going to go away. I know, because I remember when the recession hit, I was, I was only 10, 11, maybe younger, I'd say. And when the recession hit, people were... I remember like people were saying like, should we don't have money for that? No, or whatever. And I was like, but sure, where did it go? Like, can they not just print more? Is that not how that works? No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, again, I just don't even think I had, I was just so in my own world. It's naive. I was like, era. I didn't, I wasn't bringing in any money anyway. I can't earn any <laughs> less than nothing. <laughs> Everything. I always seem to come on just food there. I'm all right. Santa's covering the rest of the work. <laughs> Like I didn't understand. I didn't. I I never understood money until I had money, as you say. But you know what though? When I was younger, I'd more money than what I do now, and I had I had no money at all. If you know what I mean, because it wasn't my responsibility to pay for things. So I always I always had like if I wanted something, I had money. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as I said, this is I've been moved out of home from the parents for seven a week today, and after two days, I had to do like felt like a, a proper adult, and it made me very upset. The boiler like just packed in. <laughs> it just there. Uh, there was no hot water, and like uh, I'm on a speaking name basis with caretaker of the premises. Anyway, long story short, but he came up and he was snapping, and he's like, "Oh, the the, the pump or something is gone. We well, get a plumber up to you." So I said, "Okay, do I have to pay for that?" No, brilliant. <laughs> so he comes up anyway. The plumber comes up, 
he's rooting around there. The caretaker just fucks off. So I'm there entertaining this plumber now. And uh, he's there to me then. He's going at things like, oh, these are passive valves. And I didn't say anything. And he goes, you know? Like, oh, right, you're trying to engage with me. I said, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what and what does that mean? Is that going to be a problem? Just give me two minutes now. Well, why are you creating conversation with me then? Do your work. And anyway, <laughs> he goes on, then he does all this. He's just water everywhere. I have to keep hands on the bowl of use for popcorn. And um, he eventually says, right, I'm going to have to fly back to back to Belleville. I'm like, what? I'm after forgetting my glasses and I'm blind as a bat. <laughs> I, went, yeah. I said, okay, I'll be back there in a quarter of an hour. An hour and a half anyway, I just still not signed him. And I said, I rang him eventually because I was going to have to let him back in. And I was kind of, what's uh, <laughs> the story here? Oh, yeah, I'll be up there in a quarter of an hour and you'll have hot water then, Aaron, bye. Okay, <laughs> so eventually he comes half an hour later after that and he's rising and he says, sorry about that, I get the glasses and I got caught talking to someone and then he says, and you know women, when you're talking to them, they go on and on. And in my head I'm thinking, look, I like the uh, sexist slurs as much as the next man, but can you just fix my boiler and get out of my house? I know, yeah. There's nothing more... Um... Is it emasculating or demasculating? I can't even fucking think of the word. The word the word that makes you feel like less of a man. What's that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing more... Estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing more, uh, or there's nothing worse than that, or kind of makes you feel insecure about something, is when some old fella's talking to, talking to you about something that you feel like you should know about, but don't know about, do you know? <laughs> as in, like, as you were saying there, how to fix a rat or something like that. You know, if a fella comes into the house to fix something and he's there, like you wouldn't have any, um, you wouldn't have any WD forty, and you're there, like in your. I remember someone said that to me before in Super Value. Said, "Do you sell WD forty? And I thought he meant like WKD or you know, Blue Wicked, the drink. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought he meant. I was round down to the office. <laughs> <laughs> the boys will sing red, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> we might have a few CDs there by the till. <laughs> Oh, lad, the fucking crack is unreal. Um, <laughs> this is probably the most fun I've had on the fucking show, to be honest with you. Ah, fuck it. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm having a great time as well. There's, um, but there's nothing better, I think, anyway, for everything, is just taking the piss is the best thing you can do in life, I think, for your own mental health, for everything. If the world, if, well, no, actually, that's not a good thing. I was going to say if everyone in the world took the piss, it would be great. Imagine going to the doctor. Doctor, My views you... <laughs> are not shared with Dave Savage people. I just want to hear. Be serious on some things. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Like, as I was saying, if you went into a hospital and said to the doctor, My heart's about to stop, and he said something like, uh, like Demi Lovato, is it? I don't know. I, I was just trying to make a joke. I made a joke. Um, I remember I said it to my sister, uh, Demi Lovato. And actually, do you know what? In all seriousness, fair play to her. She's actually after recovering an awful lot and everything and turned herself around, but she had a heroin addiction. And she actually ended up in hospital um, with it there a few years ago, um, fighting for her life. And I remember I texted my sister and I said, see, Demi Lovato's gone to hospital for um, heroin overdose. Jesus, if I ever did that, I think I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> she, <laughs> <laughs> she just texted back yeah. too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, because how long we've been on this, been on just over an hour, so I think, or not even, I, uh, as a man in, who's a recovering addict, I feel... I have a scapegoat with those jokes. Yeah. The same way that a person of a certain ethnicity can make jokes about themselves. Yeah. Like, um, no, I don't think I'd be going, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be going to a homeless person to say, start throwing stones at them, laughing at them or anything like that. <laughs> That's like, I'm, an, I'm a recovering addict. I'm an addict too. I can do this. 
But um, yeah, like, I mean, and I, I think just with the way things are gone, you have to have a card to pull out for a joke. Say, I know I'm in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's probably, see, boy views on jokes and stuff like that are a kind of a thing. Oh, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, some people say things for shock value that aren't funny. And then when somebody gets angry at them, they're like, geez, you can't say anything these days. No, it's not that. It's just your joke is shit and you're only doing it for yeah. shock value. That's not funny. Whereas you can say something and make it very clever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You see, if I think it doesn't, if the word, if the, the punchline of the joke is just that slur or yeah. even fuck or shit, if it's, a, if it's a curse word or something, that's not a good joke. The punchline, it has to be the context around the term. Yeah. That you know, no, I mean, there's certain things that you're just you're not going to say, obviously. And I, you know, I wouldn't uh, be out in the street going up to people saying this, trying out material, and then wondering why I'm after getting punched in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I do like there's not like I'm very much, as you know, the kind of guy to be like, yeah, you should be able to joke about things more and all that. But I think there's nothing worse than fellas that are out fucking, you know, like we're all a bit anti PC, like no one wants to be told what to say. But there's, the, you know, the anti-PC gang are the gang that are like, will say something horrible. They'll say a slur. Or they'll say something like that. And then be like, geez, you can't say anything these days. It was only messing. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, yeah. all right, boy. Like, I, I get you. I, I just think there's nothing more irritating, you know? I find that, yeah, when you're getting caught talking, a lot of times is when someone's burning the ear off you. And you've been, I've been with you with these people are doing this. And oh, stop. There's all the things that they, they've said I'm, you know, they'll say it was different this day. It was better when you could do this. It was better when you could say that. And there's certain things going like, no, I think we've actually improved in certain ways with that. I oh, think like, like, yeah, like free speech and all that is, I think, it, you know, it, it, it's great. But I mean, there has to be a limit on certain things, I think. And don't <clears> get me wrong. I like making the shocking joke much as the next man more generally in private around people who know yeah, yeah. that I'm not doing it, but. I still know I'm making an offensive comment. Just because I'm doing it for the purpose of comedy, it's still offensive. That's but, the uh, thing. Yeah. I get my validation when people go, oh, Jesus. And uh, <laughs> I get that serotonin boost and I get out of my day. <laughs> victimless crime. <laughs> it's a victimless crime. It's like shoplifting, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's, it's, it is. It's pure that kind of thing of like, you, you kind of, as I say, if you do something for shock value, like so there's nothing more uncomfortable or an awful position to put someone in then do you know fellas that would come up to you and be like you know saying the slurs saying the n-word saying all that kind of stuff and expecting you to be laughing at it and there's nothing because it's an awful position to put someone in because nine times out of ten it's very hard to fucking call someone out on it you know what i mean yeah it is i think especially as lads we we want to be seen as mr edgy you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do anyway. I can't speak for every man, but I certainly <laughs> want to be known as oh, Jesus. You want to be careful with him. The watershed now will need to be lifted now before we start talking to him. He's like carbon monoxide when he gets cold. He's fucking deadly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Pringles once he starts. No, he won't be able to stop. <laughs> Irish sayings are fucking amazing. I was, um, I was listening to a podcast about it there a few weeks ago that there was people just randomly sending in sayings that they've heard from their, you know, their area or whatever. One of the best ones I ever heard was um, if I ever asked my mother to anything over the years, she'd say, will I stick, will I stick the brush up my arse and sweep the floor while I'm at it? 
<laughs> I think um, even things like Hardy Bucks, really, man. That, oh, uh, lad. Unbelievable. That had such an effect on my mental state, like going into the age of 17, 18, to the yeah. points where I'd be out in the pub and I'd be trying to find women and I'm just quoting lines from that word for word. <laughs> and there, you know, these, these people I'm talking to haven't the clue. And I'm going up to just a girl in a smoking area saying, how are you? Are you into movies or pints? <laughs> and they're like, uh, uh, I, I suppose I, I'm drinking now, aren't I? Ah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. And you're just things like, did you ever see the Titanic? What was the driver playing at? Like? And I remember on our leaving Sir holiday, I had all of Owen Colgan's lines memorized from his videos. They talking. Yeah. And the whole of the place had gone around thinking that I was fighting badgers in a cage. <laughs> And then my uncle was setting me up to do it. And um, I remember one of the people who was in school with me who came a few days later, hopped off the bus and someone from up the country said, and they asked, oh, where are you from? I'm from Cork. Do you know Aaron McCarthy? I do, actually. Do you know he used to fight badgers in cages? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am, um, like, you know, like gaslighting there like that. I convinced... Um, there's actually one there that I did recently, which is very good. I convinced three or four people that there's an Adam Sandler movie on Netflix from 2003 called The X-Men, where he plays a transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> they had to take it off by MDB for personal reasons. <laughs> I had that. So yeah, I had a scene where he accidentally exposes himself as well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but there's nothing better because if you can keep serious when you're saying stuff that, like, that's my problem sometimes, is I can have someone, like, perfectly on a fucking hook, but the problem with me is I'll, I'll smile or I'll start laughing, whereas there is the odd time where I'm just able to kind of say it as if it's an actual proper story, and there's nothing better than catching someone up with something so stupid, you know? <laughs> I do feel that that's something I do have going for me is to keep the deadpan. Because yeah. I have like a, a just even a monotone voice alone. Because I think as when I wanted to try and be a singer, it was biting me in the ass. Because it's like, here you can't do anything. Like, you know, we already have Johnny Cash. We don't need another low outlaw fella. <laughs> but for when it comes to piss taking, and I love telling made up stories to people. And some yeah. of my most enjoyable moments are when you're telling a story to someone, your friend happens to walk past. And you want to, you know, dry the cement on the story. And you're there talking to a woman and uh, sure, I'm doing an internship at NASA. And then the friend instantly goes, oh, yeah, he got it through a scholarship in UCC. <laughs> and it just goes And then you see it's locked into the person's head then. Oh, oh, it's, it's to be able I, to I back adore. it up. Like um, like the time that you put it on Facebook that yourself in Minecraft to Australia. That was a fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you see, my logic behind that was, I he had told me in a job that he was working in that he had to be in on the Monday. This would have been the Saturday. <laughs> he hacked up and he had no and I needed to make it look like he was just after fucking off. But I couldn't <laughs> have him saying, Go on, I'll see you in Australia because I'd done that joke before. So I yeah. put myself in spur of the moment, see you there in a week. So that I don't even think it played out that way. I think the only people who believed it are just, you know, people around the yeah, local yeah. area, but um yeah, that was fun. And you you see, I will always steer into the skid. I won't say, no, nah, I'm only messing. I'll keep going, even. Yeah. Like, if someone thinks I'm an idiot, that's, I've succeeded. <laughs> if something like, this fella is just <laughs> insufferable. Like, I really have succeeded. Like, if 
if we were out and you've probably seen it many times as well, like if you said um we're talking to someone and you said, you know, Aaron, sure he's uh he's a Holocaust sympathizer, you know. <laughs> and just my ego alone will say, Well, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I have I can't say that's that's not true at all. I will have to steer into skills. I think it comes down to a thing of do you know if someone is taking the piss out of you, and if you take the piss out of yourself, it takes all the power away from them. Yeah, that's it. So I think if you pull it around, they had lose all power in it. It's a success if you can get them to be like he's hardly he hardly thinks this way. Like, do you know what I mean? Sure, I'm. I've I have my like girlfriend believing all sorts of stuff. Like, no, she's after, she's after getting used to me. No, she has me well sussed now at this stage. But it's gotten to a point where she doesn't believe me when I'm actually telling the truth. No, do you know what I mean? Like, I could be telling her a story about somebody that's actually true. I remember when Philip Schofield came out as gay, she didn't believe me at all. Like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I know it well yeah I am um, like with my previous relationship I mean by the end all I was providing the poor girl was witty remarks and yeah that, I don't even think she thought they were that clever like by the end of it it was just stupid comments and everything you know just, that's a bit strange now that things I'm saying pointing out plot holes in the show and stuff very insufferable but that's a different situation altogether now that's more the intricacies of why I'm still single again oh uh, like I just can't let people enjoy like that's one thing I don't like about myself because I just find myself doing it <clears throat> especially with um with the missus things like that if she's watching something um I have to come along and find fucking fault with it you know even though at the end of the day what does it matter whether she likes something or not it's just my in my head I'm like no no she has to know my point of view like there's sometimes there where like Especially you know if I'm having a few bottles or something and we're sitting down watching a movie or I turn on the dark night or something and be like, This is why this is the greatest movie of all time, right? What's this scene here? What's the camera work here and what's the way the Joker says this, right? And that's what the fuck does she care? If someone did that to me, I'd box him. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, I know. I'm saying here, get over yourself, man. Like <laughs> I especially the dark night is, yeah, I know it well. Like every single time I'm seeing someone. It, within about a week, I'm asking, have you seen The Dark Knight? <laughs> and um, I'm actually praying they say no. So I can get them to watch and I can see the reaction of someone and talk about it. Yeah. If someone said, oh, it wasn't for me, even like it just wasn't my thing, I'd probably just have to get P45 without people that there's um, <laughs> the gramifications now, it probably means that you and me aren't compatible. <laughs> because Bruce Wayne is the tortured hero that has got me through so many hardships in my life. <laughs> Joe, the kind of these relatable boys, even though, yeah, he's in peak physical condition and uh, he's, you know, breaking skulls every night, loads of money. But you see a fellow who's a bit of a, he doesn't want to be doing it. He's yeah, like, that's yeah. just like me. I don't want to be in the situation I yeah. need or sitting on this bed smoking weed. You relate to you relate to a character that you're never ever ever going to actually even be remotely liked, you know. No, no, no. We're, I'm, I'm, we're both depressed anyway. So I'm <laughs> so I caught her with a good one there a few weeks ago. I said, you know, Jonah Hill was actually uh, was supposed to play Christ, our, um, Bruce Wayne in the Dark Knight, but Christian Bale just got an audition last minute and got it instead. <laughs> That'd be a very different movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, no, but like as you say, with things like that, we all think we're fucking experts on these things. But at the end of the day, we're only poisoning people if you're putting the thing of like, this is why this is such a great movie. Like I turn on Batman versus Superman, and I'd be explaining to her why it's the why it's actually a great movie and why everyone else is fucking wrong. You know, I used to be insufferable over movies like that. Like, 
I'm actually inclined to agree with you on the Batman versus Superman thing because, but you know what as well? I, I, cause I, uh, a thought just came into my head. I do base a lot of my opinions on movies off a, a video essay that I've seen on YouTube about it. I'm like, you know what? He's making some very valid points about this movie that came out in 2015. And um, I think there was, there was even a thing there were Superman rings the mother. Yeah. And he's kind of making it out. He can't even think of an excuse. And then your man goes, ah, you just wanted to hear your mother's voice. I know it well. I was like, me, it's myself and Superman have another thing in common. Yeah, we both like have a when shit hit the fan as well. <laughs> and I remember, like, when that movie... I used to be out in the pub arguing with people, like, as in defending that fucking movie, defending Zack Snyder and everything, as if I was on Zack Snyder's fucking payroll or something. I used to, like, I was, like, his lawyer. Because I remember there was one night um, when the boys was on about it, and he said, did you see that scene where Batman, remember, they have their mothers have the same name, so he decides not to kill him. And it's like, that's not the point, lads. You're, get, you're not getting the fucking movie. <laughs> you know? Ah uh, no, come on! His daughter no died recently. You're a bad man for slaying that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, actually. And I, I, I do actually like Zack Snyder. To be honest with you, I like a lot of his movies. Like Watchmen's probably my favorite movie I've seen. You know, it's great. He's and you know, he really. It's um, it's more about the what you're seeing than the logic of it, really. Because yeah. um, that's fine. I'd like to think that I'm a, a person who's better to look at than to listen to as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I empathize with these movies a lot. Um, I'm probably better to listen at listen to. That's why I've always done radio and podcasts. <laughs> you know, yeah, people well, see me. Well, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, just as a cool old format. Look. But like, that's what I'd be saying about it. You know, actually, I meant to ask you: Are you going to give stand up a go when this is all kind of over? Do you know, I'm trying my best to make sure that it doesn't become one of those notions that I spoke about. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm going to throw myself into it, I think. Do you know? I, yeah, it really is something I, I feel, you know, I feel I'd be okay, but there's a big difference between sitting in a sitting room yeah. and saying a joke to your buddies from the age of 12 that you know they're going <laughs> to snigger at anyway. Yeah. And um, standing up in front of a room full of people. But I would like it, you know, because I found that I kind of I kind of made peace with the fact that the musician side of things isn't going to kick off. I'll probably just be an all sofa side of the MTV for the rest <laughs> of my days. But um, I think if I could go at it, like, I'd like to give it a go. It still seems fun. And um, so I've been using humor to help myself out of every yeah. situation. I don't think even if I didn't go through depression or even addiction, I, w- I don't think I'd have the sense of humor I have. And yeah. I am very thankful for that. I'm very grateful <laughs> that I got the kind of the, the sense of humor and a dark sense of humor. And I do like it a lot because it, it does help a, a fair amount. Maybe it's yeah. tried sometimes just making light of things like, say, oh, myself and depression, we're in on the joke together. He's an <laughs> awful bollocks, you know. I give, he takes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing I, is that like I've, I, because I know myself, like, you know, things have happened to me over the years and stuff as well where, it affected me, but I think I learned an awful lot that the easiest thing to do is to make jokes about certain things for your own sake. Obviously, like take things seriously. It's okay to to grieve and to do all those things. But humor has helped me out an awful lot as well. Um, even still, like if I'm ever going through anything, um, bit of a down patch or anything, it's humor will get me out of it. It's it's com- like it's watching certain comedians like Norm Macdonald. I'd say if I was on me wit's end, he'd fucking bring me out of a scoop like. <laughs> 
he I was you know I was gonna even mention earlier as well he's genius he's I think he's yeah. the best to be honest I was only listening to him a while ago but um you one thing is what I've noticed in myself and I I assume other people have noticed is when I'm a good indication when I'm not doing well mentally is when the jokes about real depression are out. I'm saying things like, oh, life is a mess. And just, yeah. you know, and I'm saying it, but in a laughing way, because I'm <clears> using that. And I'm, so if I'm here, then I'm saying, oh, sure, Jesus, you know, I mean, that was always the rope, you know, or something like that. And um, yeah, it's my way. I'm not saying it in the, it sounds like I'm saying it to be shocked by you. But what I'm saying actually is, I'm not doing good mentally, but I don't yeah. have the, the, my ego won't let me say it to you, but now I've told you. So now it's yeah. okay. I've got it out of my system now. But I you know, just think and, I'm an offensive prick. And that's the problem sometimes is that you can use it too much as a bit of a kind of a, you know, a, a, as a kind of a cushion or whatever. And then it, it's unhealthy to, like everything is a balance, like things like that. If that's what works for you, then fair enough. But if you're using humor like that as a cry for help, that's not healthy either, you know. And people can sense that. Like people know if you're actually fucked. Like again, everything is about balance, and um, people definitely can tell when you're. Like I remember, um, it's only when you kind of pull yourself back that people start saying to you, "Jesus, you were very bad there now for a while." I mean, yeah. you were looking a bit touched and go, <laughs> and I was saying, "Yeah, well, where were you then?" <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you weren't crossing over the road to talk to me then, but um, I found that as well. Like, I'd post it was, I think it was after Caroline Black committed suicide. Yeah, I did find there was quite a lot of virtue signaling going on of people sharing, always be kind, and a picture of a mountain range, you know. And yeah, I just felt like this isn't helping, yeah. so I just posted a thing of my own saying, You're just like a, a face to an example. Like, look, if you reach out. And ask for help and just you know small daily consistent changes you know all that up yeah and that's and people were coming up to me saying why didn't you tell me when i was like look i'm I know, fine yeah. now that was two years ago look yeah. we're sort of no like you know and you're getting offended that in an isolating state of mind i didn't want to cry over the help to an acquaintance well you see people are very hypocritical that way and that's that's not their fault it's just the conditions that they have to like for example, with Caroline Flack, as we were saying, which was awful that that happened, and it was down to pressure from people and things like that. Of course. And people share and stuff like be kind, all that kind of stuff. But then a few months later, when there was a pandemic, people were fucking being selfish again. They were blaming blaming other people, saying, oh, you know, fuck the vulnerable people, things like that. That's not fucking kindness, do you know what I mean? So, like, no, the same people that would be sharing this stuff are fellas that would go into a shop with a mask with their nose sticking out, like, do you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's not kindness. Like, if you really cared about kindness and treating people right, you'd go and protect people. Do you know? You see, and it's just, it's a, it's a tough one because it can, it's very easily hidden. You know, like I've seen it with a lot of, uh, and I always hear people, like when a celebrity, like even I remember when Ben Affleck went into the treatment center. Yeah, I'm saying it like I know him. Like he told me himself, personally, <laughs> yeah, but I heard on know. the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were very worried from there. I was looking touch and go. He's back now anyway. Yeah. Arago 2 is coming soon but um, <laughs> but and I remember people saying like oh you know he's fine he's all the money in the world and I'd be thinking then why are they all killing themselves then it obviously has no means nothing yeah because <clears throat> what I feel is they don't feel any different from us these celebrities you know they have got through the same motions as us so they probably grew up 
a good portion with the same inadequacies that we have. Yeah. And then you think your whole life is spent. Oh, if I get rich and famous now and everyone knows me, I'll be perfect. And then they get it and that doesn't go away. Yeah. So your <clears> course you're going to end up worse. That's because the you thing. You can't and fix yeah. internal or outturns. People kind of dehumanize um, like famous people and stuff like that. Um, no, there's there's far there is there's a bit of you know give and take. There are a lot of a lot of kind of famous people, especially in Hollywood these days, tend to talk down to people because they fucking have this you know mightier than thou kind of attitude or whatever. And there, there's that as well. But at the same time, <clears throat> like money can't buy you happiness. If you had, as you say, if you had all those issues going into fame, you're not going to get rid of them just because you're famous. Like sometimes you could be the most famous person in the world, but you could be lonely as well. Like it's even like it's even on a small on a smaller scale you see it with the people even on instagram because yeah. everyone to an extent is somewhat famous now and like i yeah. do empathize with like some of the even some of the girls who are getting thousands upon thousands of likes on a daily basis like and i think like because you and me we've never had to worry about getting addicted <laughs> to that validation let's face it the only way we're gonna get forty thousand likes in a post is if it's the examiner and we're after committing a crime and we were seen in court <laughs> Saying this man is doing life in prison now, you'll never see him again. So I, that must. So we don't ever really have to worry about that. We have our own vices, but I do empathize with them at times. I can. It must be very hard to put that phone down when you're getting that validation. That's the thing, and it's it's all like it's not real validation and stuff like that. And that's what a lot of like social media is great in a way because even for me doing this, I can get myself out there a lot easier and stuff like that. Like you know. I can share whatever I can share this, these, these podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, all the rest. And it helps me out an awful lot. <clears throat> and as you say, people can access uh, fame and notoriety and stuff like that a lot easier. But the problem is, is that people get stuck in this world of validation, this kind of idea of like, yeah, 40,000 people liked it, but sure those 40,000 people mightn't even call to your door if you, if you fucking, if there was something wrong with you. Do you know, like... I hope 40,000 people don't call to my door. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't need any more tea bags. <laughs> it's, it's a kind of thing, and I get the sentiment that people are doing. Do you know when people put up that thing of, like, no matter how bad you ever feel, you can call to my door at any time, <laughs> any, like, time of the night or whatever. Imagine if I rocked up to someone, like someone I went to school with, haven't talked in about fucking six years, if I rocked up to her door going, like, yeah, I fucking... I couldn't find the remote at home, you know. It's fucking yeah, it's to be right, edge, yeah. you know? <laughs> But you see it always, and I, every now and then I think it's shared on Facebook or Instagram and stuff. And it's typical. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just make checking yeah. up on you. And it's always the, and the same people who share it. I know for a fact if I had got onto them saying, "Here, I need to talk to someone." This, I'll ring you there tomorrow. Yeah, I'm yeah, busy yeah. there. I'll ring you there tomorrow. I'm about to head to sleep. That's the problem. And, but, you know. Yeah, it's um again that's virtue signaling again. But look, it's a strange one. Yeah, it's a tough one to call because it still is new. All this social media thing. Yeah, and um, we're the, the guinea pigs. No, so in about I'd say given another fifteen years, and there'll be the studies will be out from Oxford saying, "Oh yeah, you made shit with lads. You're after <laughs> the society is beyond repair. We're going to have to start from scratch." <laughs> There's uh, so many. Is the least of our worries. 
there's so many things like that that you always think, oh, our generation are going to be the one to get it right. No, whatever. But sure, like, we're going to be the ones that our kids are going to turn around to us and say, what the fuck were you doing with this? Do you know what I mean? Like, the same thing. Why did you wait that long to make it legal? <laughs> I know, I know, but sure, look, we have to, the paper up to be filled out. There's a lot of rigmarole that goes into it. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, but they, these, these, this is it. Like, I've, everybody thinks they're doing everything fucking better than someone else. At the end of the day, just look after yourself and look after your own people, and that's the most you can fucking do, do you know? Exactly. Some problems are too big to fix, and they get if you get anxious, just be sound to one person a day. Yeah. Ideally two, but one is plenty. <laughs> just one. You and, and, and if you're not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> act and just actively avoid people that are going to be being negative, because it's not worth it. Sometimes you just need, like, I, you're being a prime example of that, you know, it's just, like this is definitely the most serious conversation I say we've ever had, and I wouldn't even call it that serious. No, but I would feel out of people that I know, even though me and you take the pit like ninety percent of our conversation is me and you trying to fucking make each other laugh by taking the piss out of something or you know, not being serious, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I know if I rang if I needed you without trying to make it sound like a pure like just the pure toxic masculinity, you know, again, like but I know if I needed you, I would. You're someone I could definitely trust to get onto. Do you know what I mean? And I have got onto you over stuff like, and yeah, yeah, same, no. you know, and I appreciate that. There's all that kind of stuff, you know. But that's what I'm saying about taking the piss. Is that that's the kind of person that I like? Somebody that I know will take the piss out of me. But also, if I needed them, they'd be there as well, you know. Oh well, yeah. Look, I mean, and I appreciate you saying that. But um, my kind of philosophy is, look, you know. I'd like to think I have some bit of an understanding of what's going on with, you know, I've felt all the emotions, I think, at this point that the, the brain is going to make me feel, you know. I don't think there's anything that's going to be shocked. Like, I'll say, oh, that's new. But, um, yeah. like, I love piss-taking. And I, if ideally, you, you would just be piss-taking all the time. But sometimes you have to turn that off and help someone who's not doing well. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, is it's like you have to know the difference. Like, there's, as you say, there's certain people in that you can talk to, that you know won't take you seriously in the fit because they think it's all a bit of a fucking bit, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. and that one is tough too, like it's hard to know. But um I think especially during this time, because you're stuck in a place, you're stuck in a situation, you should just reach out to people. Like a lot of the thing that people have in their head is, oh well, geez, I, I'm not actually going through something or whatever. But like, whether you think you're not going, like if your head is at you. You need to fix that. Like, you can't just be like, oh, my thing, because I'm the devil for that. Like, as in, I'd be thinking, oh, well, I'm not going through a real problem here. So why the fuck should I reach out? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. Well, I um, I remember I was going to counselors about things. And um, it was always this. I just, for some reason, I just couldn't get over like people, like past relationships, their past previous relationships. And I'd be saying it to people and people would be kind of like, what that's stupid you know we've all had a past and i'm like but i i want to kill myself over this i don't want to hear like ah just you know just try and just move on and I'm <laughs> I like, know, yeah. well i mean it would be grand in six months in six months i had planned to, to you know end my life there in six hours <laughs> yeah, and, yeah um eventually then i went to a like a psychotherapist i believe i met yeah. and uh, i was with him for 20 minutes and he said straight out to me yeah you've no self-worth yeah, and I realized then, like, the brain doesn't show you the actual core problem. It's gonna, it's just masking that. Like, if there wasn't that issue, something else I'd have felt just as bad. About. Yeah. So you're gonna gotta get through the layers of the onion, 
and find out the core thing. And then after you have a name for them, like, oh, right. I just hate myself. There we go. <laughs> like, it wasn't her at all. It wasn't that she was promiscuous. I'm just, have no <laughs> self-esteem. Yeah, and that's the thing. And there's nothing, there's, it's, it's a kind of like, you go to somebody like that and it's probably the best thing you can do for your own sake. But that's the problem is we have, we live in a society where a lot of people, especially it's a very, it's a very Irish thing. I know as well, where a lot of people will say to you, actually you'll be grand with that. Like that's not a big deal. Do you know what I mean? And look, if it's, if it's bothering it, if it's affecting your life, it's a big deal, no matter what it is, even if it's something small, if it's affecting your life, it's a big deal. You should get help for it because your brain is like any part of your body. It gets sick. Do you know? Absolutely. And I truly, and if I could give any bit of advice to anyone, not that I'm think I'm qualified to give it. Just <laughs> I don't think that just because I had depression means I'm qualified to say how to fix it. But uh it's trust me, um if you were and sometimes I'd even find that I'd try to stay sad. Yeah. Because it gave me a bit of identity. But if you ever have the option to get help and feel happy, just do. Yeah. You always do. There's always someone. It's so much easier. I mean, and not even happiness, just content to be able to not feel like your rib cage is cl- squeezing around your solar plexus on a daily basis. There's, There's a lot no... to be said for it. And yeah. Y- Sorry, like, go on there. Fucking, I'm, 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 I'm devil for that. Did you have something important to say, is it? <laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought you were done. You were going on, you know. <laughs> Are you gonna bring up depression every time I talk to you? <laughs> um, Sorry about this, lads. No, like, lad, this is as I say, this is probably the most serious that I've had on this show, really. Um, but I think it's important for people to know as well that you can just you can just reach out, and we're all we're all fucking desperate for that. Like, we're all desperate for thinking, oh, like I don't need to because there's actually nothing wrong with me or whatever. That's a lot of shit. Like, you should just. You're actually more of a man if you just go and fucking talk to someone. <laughs> you are. And you know what I think is when sometimes if you're thinking, ah, oh, my problem's that bad. The analogy I use is, you know, sometimes you don't know how absolutely pissed drunk you are until you sober up a small bit. And you're going, Jesus, I was fucking steaming there an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you don't realize how bad you actually were felt, felt cause you're, until you kind of come around again. You're like, oh, Christ. That's, mm. you know, I'm going to try and actually avoid that. Yeah. But, um, and just try to have as much, my attitude is to just try to have as much fun as possible. Just to have the laugh, you know, yeah. be in situations where you're around good people. And I'd like to think that I've trimmed the fat of all negativity out of my life at this point. You know, I have a job that I love. You know, I really enjoy the people. I've met some great people there. I'm around great friends. I don't really find I'm uncomfortable with any crowds I'm around anymore and need to try and fit in. Yeah. Um. You know, it's good. Do you know, I'm just, you can just have to laugh. And that's all it is. And look, things will get bad again. And as I said, this moment in time is bad. But And things will get bad again once this pandemic ends. But just try and take what you've learned from this, how you got through it, and say, well, this is life, ebbs and flows. <laughs> I'd say we're going to end it on the point that we made at the start. We're not really qualified to tell you these things, but we're going to anyway. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... And the last bit of advice then is just to take three of these pills and I'll see you there on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Aaron, boy, you're, you're an absolute pleasure, pace. lad. You're an absolute pleasure. Thanks, man, Dave. It was great. I'm very happy to be on it, man.
All right, boy. I'll have you back again soon. We'll get our own thing See going you, as well. Talk soon. Take care, lad. Thank you.